girls the moment the moment we all thought would never happen it's here it's episode 100 of the happy accident podcast 100 episodes over 100 hours of pure unadulterated northern nonsense at the hands of mainly two men one of those two men is sitting to my right liam how do you feel episode 100 here we are i feel old Feel old. One hundred. That's like that's a fucking milestone. That if ever I seen one. It's a fucking milestone. Like, we just keep chipping away. Just every week, here and there. You know what I mean? Just, a little hour a week. Just chipping away. Hundred. A hundred. Got, got that hundred stage. One hundred. One hundred. I think now we can From call ourselves human, veterans in this game. Hi. Easy. I'm, I demand a telegram from the Queen. <laughs> from Regina Aye. herself. Are you listening, Your Majesty? Friend of the show. Friend of the show, the royal family. Uh, the other man is obviously me, the mouthpiece, the the court jester who would be king, old white chocolate. It's, uh, it's old franchise. The man of many names. A hundred episodes. I just want to kick off before we start the way we always start. I just want to kick off. There's not a better time. How serendipitous that one of the beautiful bastards, the same beautiful bastard who uh, sorted us out with free beer, I might add, has birthed a baby into this world. So this first drink for young baby Finn, for one of the beautiful bastards. Welcome, Congratulations. W- welcome to the happy accident. Yeah, There's a, a little chink. There's a little oh. chink. <laughs> Oh, well, if it is, you want to start suspecting she's being playing away, because I've seen the barriers. <laughs> this one's for Finn. Welcome to the world, you little bastard. <laughs> that one's for Finn. Hey, um, let's kick off this episode the same way we kick off every episode, just because it's... <laughs> oh, that looks painful. Just because it's episode 100 doesn't mean that we'll change your winning formula. Liam, hashtag, what are you drinking? Well... Lemon curd, by the oh, look of it, can I just say the absolutely the milkiest <laughs> thing I have ever. What is that? That it's is milkier than milk. Absolute custard. Shit. You're drinking absolute custard. Right. Well, so it's called loop <laughs> loop Luponic Plague Two Point Yeah, and it's a New England IPA, but the canard is. Fucking beautiful! It is right on my street. That's a naughty piece of can art. That like oh, I thought it was amazing. Um, it's seven percent, which is a little bit high for me the way I'm feeling right now. But bit ropey, bit rough. Oh, a little bit ropey. It's juicy. It's got it's got it's got a good fruity feel, but it hasn't. It's got zero like sort of. <coughs> uh, kind of fizz or anything it's got no like sort of nothing it just look it looks it's very just flat thick flat beer it just looks like absolute watery custard is what that looks like it's by um a muz ever say that here's a look 
Amundsen, the Amundsen Brewery. Amundsen. Amundsen Brewery, also known for the fine range of custards Shit. and uh, curds. We've oh. <laughs> got out of that custard and curd game straight into that craft beer scene. If that was in a jar, I wouldn't think twice about buying it. Pastry case. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> Some fresh cream for the top. It's um, oh, it's fuck it. It's um, that's the goddamn milkiest beer I've ever that's, seen. Tasted it even it looks it like that looks it. It's quite hoppy. It's got like, a f- it's got fruity tones at the end. It's got like a a little zap, a little zing, a little a like little sort singer. of a little like singer. a, a kind of how can I explain it like a. A little perfumey tinge on the end. Oh, why? Oh, why? I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I tell you what I'm going to do. Fuck. Just while you... Fuck my stick life. That, stick that down on the desk a second there. This one's for all the listeners who who might be just tuning in to the podcast. If you head on to the gram, if you head on to the gram story, you can see that this is actually uh, Liam drinking what can only be described as bull semen. Beautiful. The seminal fluid of an actual bull. There's not a bit of fizz in there. <laughs> not a bit of fizz. It's got a good, good can. I mean, the can, fucking hot. And it's got the big pulley off. It's got that pull off top. That pull off lid. Um, bad company do. Yes, they do. They do. This week, I've gone in on. Uh, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's one of the absolute. It doesn't fuck about. <laughs> You're really fucking struggling with that. I am bulges. It's got a. It doesn't fuck about. It's in my all time top three. Tastiest beers, nice. right? Hands down, and it's a Samuel Smith organic raspberry beer. Uh, the fucking you look at it, and you'd probably look past it on the shelf if you haven't tasted it before. You'd probably look past it on the shelf, thinking it was a jar of some sort of oil used in cooking that that the older generation use. This is a but it's a raspberry beer. It's a a cheeky little five point one percenter. It's bloody purple as you like. In colour, and it just fucking exceptionally tasty. If you haven't been to a Sam Smith pub before, go. You, they've got like a couple of, they've got like two lagers, two beers. None of the stuffs branded. It's all nah. Sam Smith, yeah, branded stuff. <coughs> Jesus um, Christ. And yeah, they've went worldwide with that beer, and it's fucking class. It's absolutely amazing. I've never tasted a more fruity beer. It's not even undertones. You know, sometimes you get a beer that's like, oh, this is a fruity beer, but it's undertones of fruit. That's like pure fruit with undertones of beer in it. It reminds us of... Um, Drinking Fosters with juicy blackcurrant poured in. Uh-huh. Aye. Uh, sometimes. But like... In the summer. Aye. Uh, but in the day when we used to drink in the cornfield... Like we were yeah. little connoisseurs of beer when it was just dirty little cornfield. We used to just get like because there was a few of us get a couple of slabs of Fosters, a bottle of juicy blackcurrant, drink the top quarter of your can, and then just top it up with juicy blackcurrant. Absolutely crackers. Insane, insane. I've Some people been... would say you're ruining Fosters, but I'd say to them people drink a better beer. That's all I'm saying. Go fuck yourself. Mm. Mm. Neath offense to the Fosters drinking us over there. It's fucking delicious, that. Absolutely delicious. There's a time and a place for a, a pint of Fosters. Aye. Yeah, absolutely, wrong. absolutely nothing for Colin. Mr. Colin, gone fucking D1. Horrible. It, pissy water, that. P- pissy water. Pissy. It's almost like Colin was the like the runoff. 
that they swept off the floor of the factory where they were making a better beer. That's what Colin <laughs> seems like to me. Just like it's a little bit weak. It's a little bit like piss. It's just got a bit of floor in it. You know what I mean? I didn't even like your branding, Mr. Colin. I mean, they seem to do all right for themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a plenty of people out there drinking it. I guess. Drinking that good, drinking that good, Colin. Oh Jesus Christ! That, you seem to be struggling with that lemon oh, curd. Man, I'm gonna I give it this a nose, even... like I'm just gonna cheeky nose. I'm not kidding. That is like one of the most Woo! bizarre beers I've ever drunk. I can see. I even. I mean, it's... I can see why it cost about seven quid for the can. <laughs> but it's fucking bizarre. Absolute bulges, mate. Absolute um, bulges. Get one if you're out there and you're shopping around. Have a bash. People what? likes it all. Sorts I think of sometimes you're you too kind with the beers. Sometimes you, you see it me like, wow, you, you're a bit harsh on that. You give that seven. I'm like, it's. A sevens may be optimistic on some of these beers, but like you're just like, oh, go and try that. See, like every time you've had a mouthful, it looks like somebody's punched you in the esophagus. Because I, I think people's tastes are totally different. Mm. I think there's there's certain like sort of beers that I'll get, and I'm like, oh, that's insanely good. Aye. And other people just don't get it. They don't Aye. understand. Same with coffees and stuff. When I'm drinking coffee, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm quite happy to pay like three quid for a cup of coffee if it's mm. made properly. Or you can go in Starbucks and get a fucking generic filter that tastes burnt. It's, it's just weird. It's got it's that horrible. nice burnt coffee people, taste. Like some people love that. and then, So, <clears throat> obviously, this brewery's had a taste of that and went, yeah, that's, that's what the we're one. bashing out. In fact, I've had two goes at it because this is two version point two. I would have ate it or have tasted Luponic Plague, the original. OG, OG Luponic Plague. If they'd have put some fizz in that, I'd have been amazed. But it's, whoa, it is. I've had a Google of it. And it's got some really high ratings. It's a cha- It's a challenging, challenging drink. Is Chale- it? Challenging. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like. Forty-three-year-old Limpha Christie running eleven hundred <laughs> meters against Usain Bolt. I'm never going to finish this. <laughs> I am never going to finish this. <laughs> I'd offer you some of me Sam Smith, but it's absolutely delicious and I refuse. I do have a strawberry one downstairs to crack into later and all. You're just drinking your nice little dessert there. Oh, it's bloody beautiful, lad. I'd have a bath in that. You're, you're drinking what's something what tastes like fruit. Mine looks like it's been squeezed out yours, of one. <laughs> yours looks like, you know, when you see uh, food documentaries and they're like, and we've gone to Italy to see how mozzarella's actually made. And then there's some Italian geezer called Giuseppe and he's massive. He's massive. And he's just elbows deep in this vat. And it's just water that looks Jesus. exactly like that. But he pulls <laughs> lumps of cheese off the bottom. <laughs> Like he dredges vats of that stuff to pull up nuggets of pure you know mozzarella gold. When uh, fucking Bear Grylls went into the, the outback and he killed that camel or whatever, he found a dead camel. Then he got the camel shit and he squeezed the water out of the camel shit into his mouth. That's the consistency of it. Have we ever had a discussion about that time Bear Grylls uh, drank water out of a snake? And then yeah, he'd cut the head off a snake and then he like squeezed the guts out of it as if it was a sausage. He'd chop the end off the sausage 
and then started at the other end and like rang it out. <laughs> like that like, was having a really long piss. Like he, ra- <laughs> like he was pissing its own guts out. He rang it out until he was left with just like a snake sock, and then all the bits were gone out the middle, apart from like all the blatant fucking guts and that that was still in it. <laughs> and he just filled it up with what he deemed fresh water from a stream. Tied a knot in the end like some weird balloon animal and then draped it across his back and shoulders. <laughs> That's absolute next level fucking <laughs> accessory of the year. It's like, like a bum bag. Like a really <laughs> long bum bag, but it went like <laughs> wore it like a satchel. And then he, he was like, and in these conditions, you have to stay hydrated. So he's like, now's the time. I'm going to drink my snake sock. And then he whipped this snake sock out. <laughs> And he just, like, drank all of the mixture of, like, suspiciously fresh water mixed with snake in it. And he's like, oh, yeah, now I'm hydrated. And then half an hour later, he's halfway up a waterfall and has to have the shits. (laughs) (laughs) On camera. On camera, he just has the shits down a waterfall. waterfall. I'm going to have to stop here. The stomach cramps are violent and I feel ill. I'm going to have to just have diarrhoea straight down this waterfall. <laughs> and then, like, if the cameraman had bothered following the journey of this waterfall, there's, like, a village of people just drinking, <laughs> just drinking his diarrhoea later on. There's but, people um, taking pictures for Instagram underneath. Full <laughs> 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 on tourists. Bits of diarrhoea just splashing off the rocks. <laughs> and that's uh. not some beautiful imagery. I don't know what is. <laughs> and the man took Mystic a knee grills. the scene was so beautiful him and his young girlfriend a bottom of the waterfall he takes a knee reaches sheepishly into his pocket and pulls out a small box containing an engagement ring and they would share their lives together the ultimate oh, oh, oh wait there's somebody having diarrhea <laughs> behind him straight down the waterfall <laughs> it's ruined the moment Liam I tell you what with this being episode 100 I just want to share with you. I just want to share with you some share. absolute fucking beautiful things that the the community has shared with us. Um, some really fucking humbling, heartwarming, and just touching messages from other podcasts. Oh, is it gonna get deep? Are we gonna cry? In it's it's. I tell you what, if you shed a tear, I won't think any less of you. I won't think any less of you. We've had love from like other podcasts, like Jab and Breezy. The Jab and Breezy podcast, they, they, they congratulated us on uh, 100 episodes. And then we've got people from the actual community, the beautiful bastards. And I'm just going to read some of them out to you now. Uh, I, I do apologise if you want to remain anonymous. I'm going to say your names. I apologise in advance, I'm going to say your names. Uh, Tone Sibley, I've been here from the beginning, pulled in by Franchise Charm. You're welcome. You are welcome. But now stay for the wise. Sometimes witty words. Sometimes uh, witty. Sometimes. That's not a review. I don't know what is. Five stars. Sometimes witty. Not all the time. On occasion you've inspired me to try something new and let me know that it's okay and not be in a good headspace from time to time. Beautiful. Feel like I know you both and could easily get on the beers with you. Long may it continue. Keep up the good work. Torn Sibley, you sir are a beautiful bastard. Keno37. You guys certainly managed to make the week much more... You got... Yeah, fuck that up. You guys certainly make the week much more manageable for someone who suffers with anxiety and depression being able to escape for an hour and have a good laugh about about things that some people are too scared to talk about is amazing. Keep up the good work, guys. Oh, you... Beautiful. Mentally 
insane you, people. You mentally you. unstable lot, you, you beautiful You're bastards. You're all gone crackers. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah shared, simply, go vegan. That oh. was her message to us, go vegan. Almost a challenge, almost a challenge, I think. Maybe I'll try it as a method man one Method week. man, vegan method man. She also then followed that up. My real message is keep with the good work. I came across a podcast at a time when I really, really needed some positivity, and although it took me ages to review slash tweet you guys, help me review slash tweet, you guys help me to laugh again. P.S. Stop talking so much about piss, shit, and meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, we apologise wholeheartedly for the shit, piss, and meat. But thank you for being on board. Um, Louise, Louise just said, lads, thank you for all the laws along the road to 100. Can't wait to hear 100 more. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's just been a fucking journey Thanks, and a half. Guys. We've just built a community of beautiful bastards here. And there's one recurring theme that's running through this, that it's all right to just be open. It's all right to just say to people on a podcast, I'm fucking mental, me. I struggle with anxiety. I've battled depression. And then we get this community around us and we're telling these people it's fine. It's alright to not be okay. And that's the fucking overwhelming message. And just my message to everybody listening, none of us are okay. Be open about it. Everybody's trying to pretend to be okay. Everybody's trying. Everybody. We're in such a fucking weird place in and this little speck of dust in an infinite universe, man. Absolutely. And it was hard, but people... Everybody's life, you think, is perfect. It's just definitely not. No. It's fucking not. It's no. far from it. It's often the people so, who try and portray the most perfect life as the ones who struggle the most. So, yeah. Beautiful Keep, keep beautiful at it, you messages. fucking beautiful bastards. Keep, keep at it. And, keep at it. Um, go win some shit. Go, just fucking win some it. Go win it. Whatever you're thinking about, just do it. Can just go win it. Can win it. If you're thinking about sitting for an hundred hours, mindlessly talking into this microphone, <laughs> just can do it. If you want to put it all on black, do it. Yeah. It's a dangerous do game. It. It's a dangerous game. You know what I mean? Red and if it black, doesn't black. if it doesn't come out, I'm not gonna lie, that potentially might add to the depression a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> you know speaking from experience that might uh, that might add to the fucking depression a bit. Shit happens there. Eh? Shit happens. We're all here together. We're all here together. We're all here in this mess together. We're all here for each other. We're here to have a laugh. In the face of adversity, in the face of anxiety, in the face of depression, there's one medicine proven to take you out the moment. If only for a moment. And that's the medicine of laughter. So, that being said, do you fancy talking about some piss shit or meat? Piss shit on me. Should we talk about I some mean, piss shit on me? We've already talked about <laughs> shit already. I don't know if we've done... We've done jizz. We did bulges. You're drinking bulges. that good bulges. Oh, fuck me. I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's this man flu that's kicking around in me face. You definitely sound nasally as out. I'm just going to oh, put mate, that out here. I, like. I, I, we can talk about snot in a little bit if you want. Stick some snot in there. Let's make this... Let's make this a right, right shit mix. It's all stuck right in me, right in me foreface. Right in your foreface. That's right the worst. That's the worst face. part of the face. I'm getting more Neanderthal by the day. <laughs> I'm feeling my face, my head swelling up. <laughs> getting a good pump on. I'm getting a good, getting them good sinus pumps. Oh, oh I've been working them worse. sinuses. Not worse. Getting that swell on in me sinuses. 
It's been getting them roids in. <laughs> Fucker. So yeah, man flu is kicking me. It's taking us two or three hours to wake up every day. Is it, I mean, we've almost seamlessly just drifted straight into hashtag what's ailing you there. Uh, ailing all over. Just ailing just all over. Ailing kidneys, ailing <laughs> lungs, got ailing bones. I don't know how many bones are, but they're hurting right now. <laughs> I'm sick of standing up, I'm sick of sitting down, I'm sick of lying down. I can't get comfortable because everything hurts. Alright. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what's fucking ailing me. The same shit that's been ailing us for two weeks now. Can't get rid of it. It's hanging on, like. It's hanging Usually on. Usually it snaps out. I'm not gonna lie, you, you, you seem a little worse now, two weeks in, than you did, like, when I assumed you were at its peak. No. Which leads us to believe it can gradually be gradually getting worse. One of two things. Uh, you've you've somehow garnered an infection up in them sinuses or you've got that good uh, got that good AIDS. Oh. That's what it could be. Oh, it was it was it wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> It was always a risk. It was always a risk. Uh, shouldn't have been licking them toilets. See that that's where the AIDS lives. That's where the AIDS lives. Do you know what do you know what it is? I mean, I didn't want to have a talk, podcast where I talk about AIDS because it's one, it's a subject I don't. I hashtag question everything. You know what I mean? I've never questioned AIDS, but like, from what I know, this is just what I know. This is what I know. Why you should question everything, right? For the longest time, I've believed because mm. somebody somewhere said AIDS came from monkeys. Uh, not a clue. I just knew that it was. It's still. Pretty goddamn bad. I mean, and Mark fell around it. Mark fell. Wait, did he have full blown AIDS or did Mark fell around you have the hiv? <laughs> Either way, Co- he's pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, he got to the bill. <laughs> Aye, but he seems alright in the bill. Is he? He's totally cured in the bill. He's still got like medicine. No, that's day, the thing. Like HIV, <laughs> HIV is like it's. It's not what it used to be now. Like now you can get HIV and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I've got HIV. And there's that horrible stigma attached to it, but you just take a pill every day, and then for the rest of your life. Aye. Well, well, mate, I'm on pills for the rest of my life. I know like, it's not. That, it's not a big shakes. It is big shakes because later in your life, when you need them good kidneys, they they all getting fucked up. The fucked up with all the pills I've yeah. took. Getting absolutely shafted daily. That was a worry. For a while there, I did worry, and I'll tell you why. Because I used to take three different kinds of pills every day right? and I wasn't particularly worried then one of them I just stopped taking I was like it's not doing anything for us I don't think I'm going to stop taking it and I didn't feel any better or worse for not taking it so I thought well I've been chewing these pills every day for years now and I've stopped taking them and I don't feel any fucking different so that's uh, that was a bit worrying and then one of the other pills was uh, then I got the phone call from the doctor and he was like, oh, we can't give you that prescription anymore. And I was like, oh, why is that, doc? He's like, oh, well, <laughs> they're killing people. <laughs> well, people are dying. So I was like, well, I'd probably stop taking them. That was a weird one to come off. I, I, that was a difficult one to come off, especially because it was a stomach pill. And you know what I'm like with the old guts. That was a level of upset I hadn't experienced. It was crazy, can crazy. You not, can you not gradually just... Fears them all out. And well, take them that's my idea. That's my idea. The other one, uh, 
a, a study came out not too long ago that people who take the other pill that I'm on, it's causing uh, strokes and... Oh, well, you didn't want any of that. Shit like that. Like, long term. Long term, they've studied it and it's like, oh, well, it's caused strokes and increased risk of early death. Well... And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, I've been on these tablets since I was 14, 15. Yeah, I I'm think 34 like, now. That's a long time. So I, I changed... I mean, if you ate an ice cream every day, I would have some I, damage props, to you. Probs. If you took a, I don't know, something. If you had a box of Pringles every day for the last 15 years, it would probably have some, some effect. effect. So I'm sure this poison you're putting inside of you <laughs> to make you feel better these, these chemicals these chemicals but like I I changed that and I dropped the dose I was like I want to come off them so I changed to a lesser strength and a reduced dose nice but I've tried to go a day without one and I still struggle so I'm not ready yet maybe I'll drop the dosage again in yeah, strength just ease yourself off just to ease myself off it Cause I want to say a day where I only take it if I need to, mm. not take it as a preventative measure. There was days where you were, oh, that might have just been as well as. You'd have pills on you, so if you you were gonna get the shit, you'd just <clears throat> pop a pill. They only sick pills. Are you gonna be sick? I, cause I remember we used to go out, hit the town, and then it was like it was a cure all. Cause if you drank uh-huh. too much, you'd be like, mate, I feel fucking sick. I'd be like, hey, come here. Get one of them in you. Get one of these prescription pills in you. <laughs> <laughs> Got them off Michael Jackson's doctor. Get one of these in you. You'll be fine. <laughs> That'll stop your shakes. <laughs> but to be fair though, like everyone used to hit that point. You're like, I'm, I've drank far too much. I'm gonna be sick. And then, oh, can't say franchise. You'll sort you out. And I'd have me little stash of pills. And I'd get one of them in you. Soon you'll be right, Israel. And, and nobody was ever sick. <laughs> Not while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Lane, what you paying up now, mate? Because I know for a fact. I know for a fact. You ventured down there uh, to say old Liam Gallagher. Oh, yeah. Liam Gallagher was good. Huh? Uh, amazing. Old LG. Um, started off a few beers. Everything was very Manchester-y. Mm. I mean, it was Manchester as fuck. Like... At the same, in the same night, Britney Spears was playing, so it was like a massive clash of cultures. Aye. It was weird, so you're walking through the streets and you can tell people are going to gigs or whatever, because it was just like big groups of people together, all like sort of dressed up, either in like full-on Manchester outfits, like fucking Parkers and shorts and... Pretty green. Yeah, Stone that, that Island. whole Stone Island, the whole, like, all of that attire and then you've got everyone going to Britney Spears who were wearing like jewels and fucking they just like vajazzled the face it was class like it was really good Um, so some of the pubs was like a mix of both but most of the ones we were in was like yeah it was it was Manchester as fuck Mm. it was stone roses everyone was very sort of up for it and it was Aye. class I loved every minute of it I like being part that sort of culture like that time that that what is it it's like a subculture I guess Aye. 
that's what I feel part of, where I kind of feel a bit at home. So uh-huh. it was good. And then, yeah, went there, had a few beers, smoked a doobie or two. A doobie? Uh, Did you uh, pass the doobie to the left hand side? No, passed it to yeah, I passed it to the right, and then it got passed back and then right again. Uh. There's only two of us, so I mean. Oh well. (laughs) It's just one of of us was passing it to the left. Um. Yeah. Very good indeed. Oh. It was class. Um. Obviously, Liam Gallagher was amazing, and. Uh, Richard Ashcroft was supporting. Mm. So it was the Verve, pretty is much. Is it? Is he no longer the Verve? Is that band brought up and he's just yeah, Richard Ashcroft with studio musicians? Just Richie, like just Richie. 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 Getting uh, on first name. God abs, Richie, like God abs. I, I got him. he's on that skeptic. He's though, on the fucking skeptic. He's on that skeptic. Oh. He's on a part of Monster Munch, some ketamine, and like definitely just lots of booze. At one moment, he was getting really angry, and he lifted his top up and you start punching his skeff diet out <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh where am I Richie sat down Richie calm, calm yourself down you're going to hurt yourself get chewy you've got a rider back there just <laughs> stick some fucking get nuggets some, on there get some nugs a few like couple of bags of skittles or something you'll be right you'll be right it's um, your blood sugars Richie it's your blood sugars <laughs> <laughs> you'll be alright son it's your blood sugars no but to see Bittersweet Symphony live was uh, like beautiful and yeah crowd of 50,000 there so it was fucking class and loved every minute of it did you have any of them moments I remember the last big gig I went to like big was Kings of Leon and I think we spoke about it on this year podcast where I'd like I'd move me way back a bit because I'm getting on a bit and I can't be bothered to just get piss flung in my face anymore so I moved a bit further back and then like there's just that moment where you just find yourself in a sea of people. Oh. And everyone's got the same level of energy. Everyone's yeah. overall, like, positive and just enjoyment. And, like, I don't want to say euphoria, but it is quite a euphoric moment. Yeah, it's like, like, it's... It was like, I don't know, obviously I was a little bit high as well. But I was kind of in the moment and I was questioning everything. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> my my mind had went from like oh my god this is amazing there was some like just in front of us someone was on someone's shoulders and they had this big like sort of smoke fucking whatever it was like a flare a flare smoke flare whatever and then they started cropping up all over and it was just like amazing like right. listening to a champagne supernova and that was happening and right. I was like holy shit I'm in it and in amongst it it was class. Um, and then in the next minute you were wondering why one of your arms was significantly I was, I was longer than the why, other. Why I was sitting on the floor <laughs> crying, <laughs> just seeing a sea of Adidas gazelles everywhere, thinking, "Oh my god, I'm lost here, crawling around like a cat." <gasps> Where did they get all of the gazelles? Where do all the gazelles come from? <laughs> it was uh, no, I, I had this really weird moment of like. I was like thinking about music and stuff and how it came from like what I imagined like <laughs> or like in the past like yeah. what music was in the past like from like, some weird little fucking Caribbean island where people are banging on drums and I was looking around 
freaking the fuck out. Thinking, holy shit, what's happening here? Why are we just looking what's at What's happening to music? <laughs> so, yeah, that was me. <laughs> moment, I think. No, it was class. It was really good. Got a bit scared of terrorists for a bit. As I mean, you would. That, as you would. You know what I mean? It was... There was one point where, after the gig had finished, everyone got ushered into these, um, like, sort of, you know, the... The tram system. The, I wanted to be on the trams, but 50,000 people trying to get on trams is just fucking pathetic. Aye. Um, so... It was everyone was like ushered into these weird little bits, and you just couldn't fucking move. And I, w- I was like trying to like climb up and have a look, like trying to meerkat up. And I was just looking around, and I couldn't see nothing but people just left and right and back and forward. And I was like, I'm fucked here. I, if someone kicks off, if someone kicks off, and then obviously I was a little bit high, so people, anyone touching us, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like standing there with my hands like like a little T-Rex to make sure I wasn't touching anybody else. I was like, oh, fuck. Am I touching you? Am I touching you? I'm sorry, I'm not even a terrorist. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. But I imagine no, you were that high. You were as worried about terrorists as you were of, as, of birds of prey. Exactly. Just like, oh, what if an eagle comes down? Uh, I'm not being a getaway. I'd have been... Like, if I had to find me on ticket in my pocket, I, that was it. The end of days was coming. If, he asked, if the guy asked me any questions, I'd have failed. I like went through that, that whole ticket please uh, thing about 500 times in my mind in the 20 minutes I was standing there. But then, I mean, if anything, I'd probably suggest you were a little too high. I think uh, once I got out of the crowd, I was fine. I hit them nugs and I was cool. Mm. Them good medicinal nugs. Um, no, but yeah, it was class. Really good. Um, right, I mean, well, I haven't spent that much time in Manchester, really. So, we're in the northern quarter. And it seems like the cool end, I guess. Right. Um, there's a lot of like little boutique shops and like independence and like tiny little coffee shops so it's cool I want to go back and explore a little more mm. um, but yeah hello Manchester any uh, any Mancurians out there welcome on board welcome on board and thanks for having us for a couple of days thanks for your hospitality nice. thanks for looking after uh, 50% of the world's greatest podcast probably yep and uh, thanks to my lovely sister for getting me the tickets for my birthday last year. What a what a beautiful person. What a lovely gift. Amazing. What a gift. What a lovely gift. I, I remember uh, you, for the longest time, your profile picture on almost every social network was you and actual Liam Gallagher. It was. You met him? Best buds, aren't they? You and LG go way back. Way back. We're like this. Way back. Surprised, I'm surprised he didn't have you backstage. Um... I mean, he offered it, and I was like, I'm sorry, LG, got to turn you down this time. Um, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> Richie's playing up. He's putting, keep on smashing his abs. Oh, so like, God, if Richie sees me back there, he's going to start beating his abs uh, until he dies from it. He's he's looking corpsey, and I'm, <laughs> this might be kinda, the last time he ever sings. I can't so. compete. I can't compete with that level of scaff diet. 
No, but yeah, met him. Cool. What a guy. A uh, little bit intimidating. Aye. He's got that aura about him, like. Walking into a room where uh, an absolute legendary rock star Aye. and someone you've idolised for, like, all of your life. <laughs> to meet them, you're like, uh, you've got all these things you want to see in your head. Aye. And then he walked out and he was like, nice scarf, because I had, like, this... Aye. You had a Piers, I remember you had a Piersley Piers scarf, scarf on. on. And I was like, <laughs> Hugs! 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 I did the same when I met Russell Brand. Cause, like, no secret, I'm a fucking, he's my man crush. Him, Ryan Gosling. Uh, nah. Them two are my main... Don't see it. My main men crushes is him and Ryan... And when I've not met Ryan Gosling yet, but yes. I met Russell a couple of times. First time I met him, I had it all planned out in my head because he'd met lots of people before me. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I know I'll get in there. I'll get in there. When I I get in there, and I say, I've brought you a gift, and I'd just give him a bottle of alcohol hand gel, just a little one. Just give him a bottle and say, oh, yeah, you must, uh, you must touch a lot of dirty people. <laughs> <laughs> That was the plan in my head. It seemed like a brilliant idea at the time. I was just going to present him a Did bottle. You bottle of, it? I was going to present him a bottle of alcohol hand gel, uh, and and then he'd he'd see be like, oh fuck no, thanks for that, mate. Like I've been dying for that. Like I've touched quite a few people today, and, and if I've got the same mind as him, which I suspect we might be a bit similar, I'd I'd really appreciate that. Like just a cheeky little bottle of alcohol hand gel. I mean, I dare say he already had one, but like in my mind, that was it. I was going to. Give him the hand gel. That was going to be the gateway in, and then we were going to become the bestest friends. Uh, and then I just kept thinking, "Bah, he's right. That's him. He's in front of us. He's there. He's right there. That's him." I'd have touch his face now if I wanted, and I didn't give him the hand gel on out. On out. Did you touch his face? No, no, nah. We had a laugh. I can't remember what was said, but we had a laugh. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. I had a quote from his own book picked out. I was going to say, oh, you know, when you wrote in your book, you should never meet your idols. It's one of these moments. And instead, I just ended up going, <laughs> Hello, got some. <laughs> like a fucking little tit. Can I get a picture? <laughs> <laughs> will you sign me me, me tits? I've got a sharpie. Will you sign me tits? It was just a fucking weird experience. Ruined. Kicked myself after. I mean, I, I'm glad I met him. I got to have a bit of crap. I remember that. And then I was just kicking myself because I was like, and why didn't I just act cooler than that? Why didn't you just be cooler? Like, it's a simple question. You had one job, be at least semi-cool. I, I tried to be cool with uh, Liam Gallagher. I took a picture and I just... I, knew, I seen the face that he'd pulled on somebody else's and I thought, I'm not fucking smiling in this for knee fucker. Yeah, but I fucking believe I'm going to look as miserable and as intimidating yeah. as this bastard here. And Good I'm, picture. Good picture. Gonna, the pair he is... You look like you could have been in the band with them. If anything, he looks like you look like the front man in that band. That's how. That's how. Yes. That's how. That's in, in posing, you it was a long time posing. ago, but yeah. You've carried on the misery guts ever so well. <laughs> I mean, I think that's where it all started. If I'm ever going to be a rock star, I'm going to be a miserable cunt. Hmm. Well, rock stars is dead, man. Yeah. Maybe a YouTube star. Look, fuck me! I just put me cat on backwards yeah, like I'm sitting back. here. And all you gotta do to be a YouTube star nowadays, it seems, is just fight each other. Terrifying stat for you. We'll discuss this downstairs. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, viewership for their win 
was 280,000 people tuned in to watch the win of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Arguably the greatest pound-for-pound -pound boxer on the planet and the most fucking polarising, uh, highly talented and the face of mixed martial arts. Mm. He is, he's done more for that sport than anybody. Even though there's people far better than him who are veterans, the Gracie family, all of them, Conor McGregor. He just, every fucker knows who he is because he's got a mouth and he knows how he uses. 280,000 people tuned in to watch their win. Then two fucking young bucks by the name of KSI. Children with no boxing experience or fighting no. experience other than slanderous words across uh, YouTube. YouTube? Some uh, <laughs> YouTuber, I believe it's uh, Y apostrophe tuber. <laughs> Some YouTuber by the name of KSI of English, uh, I don't know if he's English descent, but he definitely lives here. Um, and then there's the American lad who went and did the suicide forest thing, the Bell End, Logan Paul. Was that him? That's the same one. Oh. 308,000 people tuned in to watch a win between these two. Burks, that's the, that's the, that's where we're at right now. What, so where, where do you watch these things? They're going to start pay-per-viewing. Pay-per-view? I don't know where you watch it. I don't know if YouTube are doing a pay-per-view or if YouTube have got a deal with... This I can't imagine YouTube would give that... hilarious. I can't imagine YouTube would give that to anybody. Like, they wouldn't go to, like, fucking BT Sport, would they? Like, oh, do you want a slice of this pie? YouTube would want all of that money. YouTube was, well, bound, yeah. was set up a separate... Siphoned off a little bit of that YouTube money. Set up, a, like, its own other pay-per-view platform. Oh, no, I think they've got that. Is that not what YouTube Red is? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about YouTube. I think... It's, a, it's, it's them millennials, isn't it, man? It's them... It's them millennials. Just a cracker's little website that puts videos on. I go there and watch art documentaries from the 80s. Aye. Oh. And 70s and 50s. Do you love an art documentary? Ah, oh, aye. What else are we going to watch on the, the old television? Uh, animals. The Island of Loves. Uh, animals. Animals. Animals doing funny what things. What else is happening on the television these days? I don't know, mate. I'll tell you what, I did watch on Netflix, by the way. Have you seen the series? Uh, and I, I'll get into this and say it ended up in a rather heated debate on Twitter because of it, right? So there's a series called Afflicted no, currently on Netflix, it. right? Never heard of it. So, question everything. Who afflicted? Who flicked what? That's the question. <laughs> I flicked it. What did you flick? <laughs> what did you flick it? What are you flicking it for? What did you flick it? Why did you flick it? <laughs> Whose was it? <laughs> was flicking it the right thing to do? <laughs> Could you have stroked it? <laughs> Should you have ignored it? These are the questions That's that you need to ask. Thing. Question everything. So I flicked it on Netflix, <laughs> right? It's a, <laughs> it's a program about uh, people who's chronic illness sufferers who haven't got conditions readily recognised by Western medicine. Right. So it's like stuff like uh, mould sensitivity. What? Uh, chemical sensitivity. Like just sensitive skin. Sensitive or bodies. Like just like method madness, like. 
Like, oh, I'm not allowed next to mould today. Essentially, yes. And I know people out there who've watched a documentary might be a little mad at me for the way that I'm going to angle myself into this, right? But let me explain. Let me explain. If you want to have a debate about it, we'll shoot the shit. The one takeaway, before I say anything and you get mad at us, is what it is. I think my point here is the documentary was filmed through a lens which wasn't kind to the chronic illness community. That's my argument. I'm not saying chronic illness isn't a thing. I'm not saying there's not people out there with mold sensitivity or chemical sensitivity. I'm not saying that. I'm sure there is. And I had a debate with one on Twitter. It started off like a bit of an arsehole, if I'm honest, but then I just got in there, calmed her right down, I did. Stroked her on the face. (laughs) Settle down, darling. (laughs) I hit her with some of that good sexism. Just misogynised me with all over her. But, uh... My thing is, I'm not denying that laser thing. I'm not a denier of mold sensitivity or, or uh, fucking any, all of these shit. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is the documentary that Netflix shot, the lens that it was viewed through, very much leads you to believe these people in this documentary are nothing more than a bunch of crackpots. Right. Right. For example, for example, I'd put that on Twitter that they look like... I think the tweet I put out was like, uh, I'm not saying anything <coughs> that makes them look anything more than mentally unwell. And then somebody, there's always somebody who's like, well, I've worked in mental health for three years and mental health doesn't have a look. And I'm like, well, I was fucking depressed and anxious for three years, so you didn't fucking talk to me about <laughs> mental health, all right, love. <laughs> but, uh, like, there's some people on this documentary, I'd watch it if I was you, it might boil your piss a bit, because there's like this one woman who she had a partner and then it did like a little bit of story time on her partner and her partner was such a lovely woman and she was like oh I, I saved all my own money and I bought this house and I always said when I got my first house I'd have a stone hearth and they'd be built in bookcases on either side and it's like I walked into this house and here it is stone hearth like thick timber mantle and then like bookcases built in either side and she's like it's my dream house and then this fucking she ends up getting with this woman who two months later becomes mold sensitive, chemical sensitive, fucking oxygen sensitive, everything sensitive, right? They get in a relationship. And then because of this relationship that they're in, she moved her into her dream house. And this woman with all these sensitivities has gutted her house. This mantelpiece with the timber and the bookcases ripped out, gutted, gone. Because oh. it was kicking off too much mold. I can't have that. Oh, ripped like, the full bathroom out how, what what happens to her like does she have a rash does it, she, oh it's like does she, nothing visible it's all uh, I can't breathe I can't breathe I'm tight I'm tight mm. I don't doubt it I don't doubt their symptoms I'm, what I'm saying is this woman's a crackpot because in the documentary she goes out for a meal with her friend and then they do a little bit of talking head with her friend yeah. and her friend's like oh it's funny how all this illness like the last time I met up with that, I was wearing pretty much this exact same outfit. I've not changed my detergent. I've not changed my deodorant. I've not changed anything. The first time I met up with that, I was wearing this exact outfit. She freaked out, kicked off big time. Oh, everything you're wearing, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. And then this time, all of a sudden, nothing's wrong. And then this the bloke turns on and he goes, you know, this. it's funny how this only started like after the breakdown of our marriage. Right. And so I'm like, well, there it is right there. This woman... So this woman's got mental illness because of the breakdown of her marriage. And it's kind of becoming 
a physical thing. She's I, she's manifested symptoms within her body. Like, I, she's gone through tests and they've been like, oh, I, you've got like high levels of mold or something. Like, you could test nine out of ten people on the street and some of us are probably going to have the same levels of mold as her, but she doesn't do anything in your body. It's just a fucking red herring. And again, this woman might actually have all these things. What I'm seeing is the documentary very much made it look like she's nothing more than a fucking... A marriage broke down. And uh, she's suffering from... She she's gone, like... It's broke her. It's mentally broke her because of the, the fucking anguish, the pain, the heartbreak. It's broke her mentally. And I feel, I feel heartily sorry for her for that. But I, I feel worse... For this new partner who's watched our dream house get ripped apart. <laughs> like, like, that was the thing she said. It's like, oh, this is my dream mantelpiece. I don't know who has a dream mantelpiece, by the way, dream bigger. But like, she's like this is my dream mantelpiece with built-in bookcases on either side. It's like, my dream mantelpiece would be on the, like, it'd have a three million pound mansion attached to it. Not yeah. like just two bookcases on either side. And then, like, it's almost this woman's coming, just like, oh, you like this mantelpiece, do you? Oh, tough shit. It's giving us, uh, it's giving us mold. I'm getting a bit chesty. It's fucking uh... setting me mold right off. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking setting me I mold right off. I can see all that mold up in that place. Yeah. What? Can you smell? This fucking stinks of mold in here. Rip these out. Rip <laughs> them. Obviously Get coming, them cases. They're obviously coming from the dream mantelpiece. Like dirty library in here. <laughs> It's it even a library if it doesn't have that mold smell though? Uh, no. You know what I mean? I mean fucking mental. Absolutely mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. That's why the she needs, to get, help. Really she needs to get help to get over the heartbreak and the trauma of the marriage breaking down, which uh, isn't a bad thing. See, I'm almost in the party of um, similar things towards... Uh, the glutinous. Oh, it's gluten. Is, it, is there any gluten-free stuff in here? <laughs> any any other gluten-free? I didn't want. I don't even know what the fuck it is. What a gluten is? I didn't know. Is it two glutens in that? Is it six? <laughs> have, you, have you got any extra glutens to put in my <laughs> porridge? I, just, I don't even know. The gluten that you took out of the gluten-free food. Can I? Uh, is that gun? <laughs> is that gun spell? Is that gun spell? Are you, are you gonna eat that gluten? <laughs> Yeah, them gluten's up for grabs. <laughs> I want to see somebody so, take a mouthful of food, chew it, and then like spit <laughs> spit gluten's out. You tell me, ah, you tell me. gluten's in this. I'm fucking sick of this. I want to see your manager. <laughs> just so this is on my plate. I've just spat that gluten out. Like I, I drove past somewhere the other day that had a big sign outside. It was like gluten-free menu available like that's what they were advertising and i was like holy shit fair enough the nick like there's times where you'd you'd go into a restaurant and you there needs to be like a vegetarian option right. there needs to be like i don't know i see the needs there doesn't need to be but it's better it's it's good customer service it's good silent service Aye. It, it it gives a Aye. like sort of oh silent service it I like let, that. without actually doing Aye. something it lets some people feel comfortable I guess it lets it. and I think that's with gluten as well but now they're making it a thing mm. there's going to be like just there's gluten free aisles in shops now I, I, st I haven't done any research into it no, because I, I need to look into it and see why people are going gluten free or 
week three or fuck knows uh, like as far as I'm aware the you know the wheat so the wheat shaped like a teardrop right the gluten is either the outer case of the wheat or it's the little heart of the wheat the inside so you can either remove the case or you remove the inside of it and you remove the gluten from it However, what does I've, it do? What what does I, it do? What the gluten intolerance? I'm again. I think it's more. Haven't we all got that in us? To some be fair, more extreme than others. And we've all got a dairy intolerance. Every single person on the planet has some level of dairy intolerance. But we all fucking drink milk. We all eating them good fucking fruit corners. You know what I mean? We're all fucking having them big tube dairy lead dunkers, aren't we? Absolutely not. <laughs> Jumbo tubes? <laughs> Normally I am. Them jumbo tubes are some next yeah, level all, dunking activity. When the, when the kids get back to school, they're going on special, so I stop <laughs> right up till after. <laughs> if you tell me, all right, here's the news. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, the worldwide dairy intolerance. There's been a crackdown. No, dairy will no longer be available. There are other substitutes available. Nobody panic. I'll be like, hang on a minute. What? Where am I going to get my Milky Bar yogurts from? Whoa. You know what I mean? Milky Bar yogurts. I mean, there's, yeah. If Have there's, you ever tried to make a Milky Bar yogurt out of almond milk? Almond Milky Bar yogurt? Almond Milky Bar yogurt. A, it's not going to work. It's going to have nuts in it? A, not going to work. B, no. Going to have squirrels all up in the place eating gonna, Milky Bar yogurts? You're going to have people with nut allergies D- ah. Dying all over the Milky Bar yogurt aisle, and that's not. I, d- I didn't make a climb. Signs. I didn't want to climb over corpses to get to me Milky no. Bar yogurt. It's going to be signs on planes. Didn't it open that Milky Bar? So, didn't it? Uh, didn't it? Uh, it gets into the aircon and poisons <laughs> all the fucking people with the nut allergies. I do yeah, feel sorry for them people, by the way, because there's some people who you can't even open a Snickers bar in like a fifty foot radius, know, or you send them into a pure anaphylactic but, shop. Um, I, but from see that's known. I think for me, I, like. People it's have known an and well studied allergic reactions. And, like I can get it, but then oh, you kind of open them in here. When was the last time somebody? In it. When was the last time somebody died of gluten? I don't know. Has anybody died of gluten? Probably. This is why we need the producer on the show who can operate some sort of search engine capability while we're questioning everything. Has anybody died of gluten? Has gluten ever killed anybody? And if it has, did it kill somebody with a firearm? Or did it get in them? Did it get in them and wear them? Did the coroner's report say this person was more gluten than the were man? Patients with mild intestinal inflammation and gluten sensitivity have a higher risk of death. Hmm. Um, the main causes of death for... Celiac patients were cardiovascular disease. Is that is that what celiac is? Well, I guess celiac's I'm naughty, by the way. Chucking loads of words in, I don't even know what they are. And I, I got tested for celiac because of the old uh, retarded digestive tract that I own. The, oh, uh, apparently it's pretty pretty bad. I celiac's really bad, but is that what celiac is? Because of gluten? I don't know. I didn't, surely not. Gluten can't be the reason for celiac. Can gluten kill you? Some may not kill you per se. I love the word per se. Sounds like a really. It sounds like a southern pimp. 
Oh, what up there, player? You want to come in here and get some of that pussy? <laughs> the, the gluten's not going to kill you, but it may stop you from enjoying life. <laughs> well, well then. You need to enjoy life where possible. Where possible. Uh, just keep that fucking barley rye and oats right out of my way. Because I'm going gluten-free this week. Is that your method, man, this I, week? Mm, You've got gluten intolerance. Yep. Keep it off us. Does, uh... Greg's do gluten-free stuff. What I want you to do, as part of your gluten-free method man this week, is go into a clothes shop, and I want you to be browsing some clothes, and if a, a sales assistant approaches you, do you need any help there? I just say, yes, actually, uh, is there any gluten in this? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to ask that question. I'm thinking about becoming vegan, but I do like leather... So is there any way that you could tell us this leather died of natural causes? Mm, yes, indeed. Or is over five hundred years old? Saws <laughs> <laughs> vegans. Saws. Sorry, friend of the show, you. vegans. Sarah, who said go vegan? We've essentially just took the piss out of vegans a bit. Oh, there. I apologize. Nah. I apologize. You know what I mean? We we'll love what you stand for. We we'll love what you do. I think fucking go for it if you believe in something go for it well we've already said when the meat runs out veganism's going to go on through the roof so and they're already going to be well versed well, in the arts of veganery veganism's going to be fucking eating veganism that not after that fucking episode I'm not not unless you're not us up a fine chilli but in in place and of in place of balls. the ground minced beef I just want pure fire ants <laughs> <laughs> I want fire ant patties I want <laughs> I want three hundred pounds of fire ants by weight, not by cost. <laughs> <laughs> I want to chuck them in a minute, a nice chili, or some kidney beans in there, bit of chipotle. Oh, them spices, them herbs. Oh, I can't eat them kidney beans. I'm getting all vegan. <laughs> it's all kidneys. It's got kidneys in it's got it. Got kidneys, it's in got kidneys in it. Kidneys in it. What a gross organ that people eat, by the way. Kidney. Kidney. Steak and kidneys pie. Steak and kidney pie. Steak and uh, your bit what gets the piss. Steak and piss filter pie. Uh, Steak and piss filter. Uh, nah. I'll tell you what to do with that pie. Can you cut a bit of the steaky bit, the bit of the skin, and a bit of the bit of the piss filter, <laughs> <laughs> and you can just wrap it in pastry for us. Come on, de- come on. Can I have that uh, deconstructed uh, and then the plate with the kidneys on it? Just you can keep it. Oh. I mean, I pay for it, but just keep it. Just give it to the next person who actually wants to eat piss filters. <laughs> Lunatics. Ah, oh, liver? Liver. Nah. Another one. Live. You eat liver patty. Oh, shit, I love patty. Uh, Does that mean I eat livers? It's got livers. Duck livers, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Why would you get a tiny little duck and then kill it and then... <sighs> I don't know. No. Do, chuck it in the bin and take its tiny little liver <laughs> and put it in one, a little jar or one, something. Right, for having your toast. I think I'm a vegan right straight now. Straight away, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that duck, right? I'm going to put a pipe straight down his neck. <laughs> I'm going to pump it. I'm going to pump it full of antibiotic ridden corn, right? So that motherfucker gets plump. Right? He's just gonna Where get are these plump. farmed ducks? That's are what people they... farming ducks for bait? Oh, for I... food? Have you ever had crispy duck at a Chinese? Are you kidding? Do I look like I've ever had yeah, a crispy uh, anything at a Chinese? You never look like you've even... The uh, crispiest thing I've had from a Chinese is a fucking prawn, prawn cracker. cracker. <laughs> you're missing out. Honestly, you're missing out. Duck is so fucking delicious. 
and the 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 way the coconut becomes crispy, and then the shred it in front shred of you. Shred it. The shred the duck in front. Shred? It comes like, out like a like a chicken. In a paper shredder machine. It, it comes out no, on that. It blows your mind. If you go to a nice Chinese restaurant, they might do it in not nice Chinese restaurants, but obviously I don't frequent them. Go to a nice Chinese restaurant, and they'll you order crispy duck. So they'll either bring out a full duck, spatch cocked, or they'll bring oh, out yeah. half a duck, right? And then it's just there for you. And then what they do is they just take two forks and they just shred it with two forks so in front just of you. just rip it apart like and I would do on, on a Sunday dinner when I couldn't eat it. Aye. Yes, exactly that. But you end up with a pile of duck meat. Aye. Not the stuff that comes out of your eyes. Actual duck meat. <laughs> we did actually prove that I was right on that one. Franchise was right. Pile of meat from a duck and then a pile of bones that they take away. And then you get a little one of them Chinese wraps. They're like, paper thin. Paper thin Chinese what? wraps. A Chinese like a, wrap? Like an Asian tortilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. No, they're, I've they're, never been to they're a so thin and they're life. so small and they're so thin. It's like, like, you, rice paper. It's like you took uh, a like, bit like rice paper. <laughs> like someone's printed some... A picture oh, of a duck on a it. A queen on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you bought it for five pence over here since they'll show up. <laughs> rice paper money, man. It's like somebody took a razor that you shave a kebab with. Right. You know, you get them good oh, kebab yeah. belts. And they put a like a like a, an attachment on it so they can shave circles, right? And then they just shaved the skin of the skin of a man. It's that thin <laughs> <laughs> it's that thin. And it's got that complexion of it. And then what you do is you get a little bit of little bit of cucumber. Cucumber. You get a little bit of that right, cucumber, right? Nice. And then you get a little bit of spring onion, right? And then some of that good hoisin, but not too much. Because like, hoisin? Hoisin's like a sauce. And that you can't eat it. It's like a chocolatey sauce, right? It looks uh, like a chocolatey sauce, yeah, but it's not. doesn't like... taste like chocolate. It tastes like... It just tastes like... It's an unmistakable taste. And old Papa Franchise will always say, Oh, don't eat too much of that. That's all you'll taste in the morning. And he's right. Doesn't matter what you <laughs> eat. All you can taste the next morning is hoisin fucking sauce. So you get a little bit of hoisin. Just drizzle that in there. Give it a fancy drizzle. Get some of that good duck meat. And then roll it up like a like a blunt, and then just <laughs> just, just deep throat that motherfucker, <laughs> and it's utterly, utterly delicious. I mean, you like chicken, right? It's not that far for chicken. Right. Really, they both got wings. Sounds like this. Sounds they both got beaks. Do uh, they? Yeah, they eat chicken livers as well, don't they? Chicken livers. At least the rest. Nando's of serve chicken livers. They look like a tiny little. Little tub of beans. Never had them. It's chicken liver, you know what I mean? I'd imagine if, uh, if I was ever going to get bird flu, it's because I ate chicken livers. Oh, I'm just not, not into that organ eating, like. No, I'm not, like. I like all the muscle. No, never the organ. Never the organs. I remember seeing uh, a program before about natural highs, and it was, like, not, like, just going out for a run and getting an endorphin rush. It was, like, Crazy shit people did like licking, like ayahuasca and stuff like that, licking, licking frogs, frogs, eating roots, eating certain roots. And there was one of them that was supposed to give you the high of a warrior. It was a warrior high, and there's a type of snake, right? And you've got to fight the snake. By fight the snake, it just means get all of it and chop its head off. And then you slice its belly open and find its heart. And you've got to do it really quick because the heart still needs to be pumping. Oh my and you God. cut the heart out while it's pumping and swallow it whole. I've seen people do that in Thailand for a while. Like, Touristy for the bants. 
for the bunts eating like pub for the gram. snake <laughs> Dude, for the gram. They kill snakes and eat the hearts for the gram. Uh, for likes. And then the 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 upswing is that they turn up with a naughty warrior high, like an ancient Ugh. warrior. No, they probably just get like food poisoning. Violently or ill. The shits from a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good bear grill shit. Liam, have you got anything else you want to talk about here on episode 100 of the Happy Acting Podcast? No, just, uh, it's been a pleasure, and thanks, and thanks for joining us, and uh, we appreciate every single listen, not listen, the bit you skip through, the, the, inter- you, the interactions, I mean, we appreciate it all, and stay in touch, we keep doing this as if you just keep listening that's it that's as simple as that simple as that it's as simple as that and it's like uh, Louise said here's to the next 100 here's to the next 100 Cha-ching. season 2 season 2 we're season in season 2, two. big uh, things coming we did touch on it in one of the last episodes but season 2 is going to see a dramatic fucking shift in the direction of this podcast you'll still be able to get it from all of your your, your pod catches your apple eye pod fucking podcast app thing um, Android users can get it found out that there's a Android users can get this podcast through something called Pod Addict we're available on Pod Addict now nice so we are available on uh, on Android devices also but like there's going to be a big shift we're going to try and take this so in the coming months you'll see a change you'll definitely get this podcast audio uh, and we'll also be doing a YouTube companion show that goes with it. And then, uh, within six months, we'll be on pay-per-view fighting Logan Paul's brother. I'm going to... I'll fight any of them little YouTube cunts. fight any of them. I mean, they look kind of ripped, but... They look ripped, but there's fuck all in them. They just, they just get ripped. That's all they do. I think... Fuck that. We'll just get some roids. Fuck... I'll not even have roids, right? I'll just say... Mate, I'll not even... I'll not even train. I don't want to be amateur boxing... No Marcus of Queensbury stuff us in a cage like a couple of bears, like a couple of hungry bears. Easy. And then we'll just see who comes out on top. I'm from the oh. north. I'm from the north, man. I'm from the north. Fuck you up, you soft southern cunts. Ah, nee bother. If any YouTube stars out there, if you've got bazillions of followers and um, bazillions of cash money. I'll fight you. I'll fight. I'll fight you for it. I'll absolutely fight you for, fight you for any of that money. Nah, I mean, I, I won't. I'm, I'm only joking, you know. I'm not even a fighter. I couldn't. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I've, I, I mean, I got beat up a kind of few times. I'm not going to say I haven't had a, a scrap or two, but like, nah, I didn't care. I'd rather fucking. I'd rather befriend the person I was going to fight, Seems. manipulate him through laughter. And then use him as a like some sort of Machiavellian bodyguard type deal. And if I ever got any bother, I'd be like, yeah. Big Jeff, go and sort him out. Jeffrey, sort it out. You know you like us, Jeff. You might as well go and punch that lad's head in for us. Crazy times, crazy days. Liam, it's been an absolute pleasure to serve 100 hours with you, serve 100 episodes of the Happy Accident Podcast with you. Thanks to yourself, man. Thanks thanks to you for joining us on this crazy journey. But episode one, when it was called Franchise and Friends, and we were still discovering what this whole podcast was going to be about. That was, a hundred, that was a hundred episodes ago. You didn't realise that. Is that isn't it? Franchise and friends. I still remember sitting in this room recording it. Hundred episodes. You're what a weirdo. Yeah, you know. What have we even thought about? <laughs> well, do you know what it is, mate? Like, I've got a, f- 
a blog that didn't work under my belt. I've got a YouTube channel under my belt that didn't work. But you didn't keep chipping. You didn't keep chipping, and this is the one you're going to keep chipping this is and the chipping one. and chipping. I didn't keep chipping because I felt day. like that wasn't the direction I should have went then because there was a, there was something missing. And then this, this is it. it. This is the one. It could take five years. It could take ten. But well, one it. day, I'm going to be pay-per-viewing, fighting... YouTube star, upcoming YouTube star, for billions of dollars for from YouTube, an absolute disgusting amount of money. I'm gonna be your corner man. I'm gonna be your corner man, and I'm gonna get in the ring with an actual trainer who talks to you, and I'm just gonna like waft you with a towel, <laughs> and then I'm gonna like squirt water in your face, and then go, you got it, champ. You got this, champ. <laughs> stick and move, champ. Stick and move. <laughs> when he goes to the left, you go to the right. You got it, champ. Boys and girls, this has been episode 100 of the Happy Accident Podcast. A massive, massive thanks to all of you who've come on this weird and fucked up journey with a pair of us. I didn't see it getting this far. I didn't see the listenership being what it is. No. Uh, I didn't see the community being what it is. It's just, just blows my mind. It's something utterly amazing. But above all else, we know. We're we struggle you struggle you tell us you're open with us we laugh and joke about it and then you're open with us about how you struggle and what your demons are and that is a level of trust that we haven't earned nor do we deserve but you've put that us and like we're we're just we're here for you we'll help if we can where we can and if that's just an hour a week of talking utter bollocks and maybe having a giggle along the way like then it's our honour and our pleasure to do that for you. You're part of a community. Know now that you are part of a community. You don't see it, but you're one of many now. And a lot of you have got the same issues. <laughs> We're essentially managed to put together this fucked up group of people. <laughs> this wasn't how it was supposed to go. <laughs> Literally, got an absolute <laughs> bunch of crackpots. Well, I mean, a bunch of crackpots. One, you listen to this. Two, you, oh, you flicked what? <laughs> you shouldn't have flicked it. Boys and girls, no, honestly, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, an honour. Here's to the next 100. And uh, just be nice to just, each other. I just, everybody's struggling. That's, you know that. Be nice. Be nicer. Do that one good deed. It's like that scene from The Avengers where Captain America says to Bruce Banner there's something about him being angry and he's like, do you want to know the secret cap? I'm always angry. And that's why he can turn the Hulk on and off whenever he wants. We're all fucked up. We're all fucked up. It's good. Good one to end it on. Good one to end it on. But we're all fucked up together. And I'd rather be part of a fucked up community than one man who's standing there on the outskirts. I'm totally fine. (laughs) I'd I'd rather be part of this community. Boys and girls, until next time. Later.